0: At the Sunday morning. I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> welcome... welcome in. <laughs> welcome in. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. This is the Wagyu Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Guarini, joined by my co host, Nick Musto. Nick, how are we doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing just swell. It's good to be out, had good weather the last couple mm-hmm. of days. Finally but, got some rain. Hell yeah. I mean, we, it, say Arizona. It, we're here. in a drought. Uh, we live in Pennsylvania, but we're in a drought. And all the grass is dead. Yeah. And that hurts us landscaping folk because we can't <laughs> mow our grass. So, uh, yeah, the bills are, if you want to send a donation to me, you can Venmo me if you want. Um, bills are coming in slow. But nonetheless, we are here to deliver our the, we're going to fill out the rest of round one with our top two tiers of wide receivers. But before we go into that, let's follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and even YouTube at Fantasy, And go ahead and visit our website. It's really sexy. Um, you might get turned on at WagmyFantasy.com. Nice and you can subscribe to our free newsletter and that's going to be preparing you for draft day. That's going to have everything we have insightful for draft day strategy and in season management. It's going to have, uh, trade targets buy low, sell high type of guys during the season, waiver wire pickups, uh, a lot of strategy into it. It's going to be everything you need as a fantasy manager. I highly recommend you guys to go to our website again, wagmefantasy.com and subscribe without further ado. Uh, let's go into the sure We already talked about the importance of tears. Yes. And in, in the listen to our
1: last podcast yep. to just understand why tearing is important. Nick
0: delivered a beautiful poem yes. that really was a tearjerker about <sighs> draft day and how it's our war, it's, war. it's going to war and it's our Super Bowl. Um, so we're not gonna go into that tirade game again. Wow. Um, so let's look at the positional front runners for not running backs, but wide receivers this time. Who is that clear cut tier one duo?
1: So the, yeah, there's only two guys in what we would call. Cause tier they're so one. great. Yeah. Like we can't put there's, anybody with them. There's other receivers in tier two that may touch them that have a chance to, but it's clear that these guys have much more of an opportunity to finish as the wide receiver one. And those two are Cooper cup and Justin Jefferson. Um, So with Cooper cup is there's, there's not much to talk about with him. He finished first in every category that's applicable to the <laughs> wide receiver position. He had the best wide receiver season of all time, and Matthew Stafford is um, apparently really good at creating the best wide receiver seasons of all time, as he did that with Calvin Johnson as well.
0: And need we adding into chiming in for Matt Stafford fan club with fantasy? He's supported now five different wide receiver one seasons. Mm. You got you can't forget about Kenny Galladay who's a bomb now on the Giants. Um, Golden Tate, believe it or not was in Detroit and a stellar wide receiver fantasy wide receiver and his time spent there. And then Marvin Jones had a top 12 season as well. Those are three guys that like really, I mean, Tate had some success in Seattle, I believe is where he was prior to Detroit, but those are three guys that Matt Stafford joined them for wide receiver one seasons and they really haven't proved anything else. So yeah. is, cooper cup season last year the new the new just routine schedule with those two or are we gonna expect some regression
1: i don't think it can be set as a standard because it what he did is just like otherworldly i don't see how he can meet those numbers again it just doesn't make sense he would be breaking fantasy football he broke fantasy football last year far and beyond anyone that anyone has ever come close to yeah he did yeah he carried me to a championship he couldn't win me um whatever likewise uh yeah exactly but
0: like he's got to regress from 191 targets that that's like in the top eight of all time i but i don't think he's gonna regress by that much because you look at it OBJ and Robert Woods combined to play in all 17 games last year as the wide receiver two. Uh, give or take, Van Jefferson was the wide receiver two some weeks. Uh, but they had 117 targets last year. That's on par with 20% target share, a little shy of that. I don't see A Rob really commanding over 120 targets uh, in a season as the secondary receiving option. Do you think? Cooper Cup sees less than 160 targets. Is that like even a possibility? I'm not less
1: than 160, but I think somewhere in between 160 and 190. I don't think he breaks what he did last year target-wise. Um, defenses are going to have to focus on him more because if you don't focus on him, they're going to win Super Bowl again. Um, I think that A-Rob will contribute to this team. He is more of a possession receiver than a Guy who's gonna just get yak, he's not much of a yak receiver, he never has been in Jacksonville and um Chicago and now in LA. I don't see that happening either, but that really wasn't the role of OBJ when he was on the um the Rams last year to finish their season. He was more of a possession receiver, um, he wasn't the yak guy that's Cooper Cup's job, and Robert Woods is also he filled that role as well, but now he is gone. So with all these vacated targets, I see A-Rob eating into him a little bit, but not enough to just make, make me concerned at all about Cooper Cup.
0: I projected LA last week in our NSC West projections, and I had A-Rob pretty much just swapping identically for OBJ and Robert Woods. I had him at 120 targets. I believe I had Cooper Cup right around 168, so I am expecting a little to come off the top. But he had a 31.7% target share last year projected him with a 28.5%. I really like can't steal much away from the man just because he's so great. Like I I can't expect we can't expect so much regression just because oh that's an outlier season. Yeah. No, I think this is pretty damn near the new standard for Cooper Cup. I yeah. I think w- with Matthew Stafford, you saw it last year. I mean, they completed 76% of their their targets between each other. Um I think he's a clear cut best player in fantasy um well i shouldn't say that but he's going to score the more points than any running back i think
1: yeah. Um even um, if cmc stays healthy an entire season i don't see him
0: <laughs> that'll, that'll be close yeah. but like uh, cups definitely has that argument he is worthy of the 101 spot if you don't believe in any of the top four running backs ahead of him in adp if you don't think derrick henry is going to stay healthy or churn out another great season if you don't think CMC is going to stay healthy or JT and Eckler are are going to churn out their top two finishes again. I'm okay with taking Cooper cup as high as you want, just yeah, because he's so safe and so spectacular.
1: If he goes at the one-on-one, I wouldn't bet an eye. I'd be like, Oh, well, I, at least I got one of those running backs from the fifth pick.
0: Yeah. Um, so he had 38 red zone targets, which led the league. A-Rob has 19 plus in four different seasons, four of his like six when he stayed healthy. That doesn't matter. Uh, Robert Woods, I think in half a season last year had 16 red zone targets, Mm. there's plenty of wealth to be spread in that offense. Um, They're very high functioning and Cooper cup ultimately is the focal point. I'm not concerned with the new offensive coordinator. Sean McVay's pretty much controlled that offense through, through his career. Cooper cup is the top half of the tier one receivers and his complement is Justin Jefferson who was the wide receiver for last year. And he's, I actually just did Minnesota's projections. I have Justin Jefferson out dueling Cooper cup by eight points this year.
1: Um, okay. Do you think that is due to the Kevin O'Connell addition?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely ties into it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you get reports of them being a more pass oriented offense, Justin Jefferson, the focal point, he should be the focal point. He's a dangerous playmaker. He was first in air yards, air yard chair deep targets, you name it. He would just lose guys in coverage. Um, He's lethal. I think he's the, he's the best wide receiver. I think he's the best wide receiver talent wise on the field. Um, And now that we're going to be throwing more, maybe 600 plus pass attempts from Kirk. um, I think Justin Jefferson leads the league in targets. He's going to be the focal point. It might not be Cooper cup level of production, but it's going to be pretty damn near it. So he finishes
1: the wide receiver four without Adam Thielen for a portion of last season, and now if or now Adam Thielen's healthy, do you and you're projecting him to outscore Cooper Cup this season? I I don't see it happening if Adam Thielen stays on the field because the touchdowns will favor Adam Thielen
0: again. I I'm, think I I'm think not I think there's plenty to go around. Yes, Adam Thielen's a target magnet in the red zone. He is the go-to guy when they get close. Um, him and Kirk have a great connection. I'm not worried about it. I think there's plenty of wealth to be spread. I projected them out. I think I had Adam Thielen scoring 10 or 11 touchdowns. Um, he scored 10 last year in 13 games. Was it 13? Yeah. Yeah, um, it was 13. This, Like I said, I projected them. Justin Jefferson, he scored 10 times last year as well. Um, both are going to be easily finding double digits, especially – if this is an air raid offense, nonetheless, Justin Jefferson's on a steep upward trajectory ever since entering the league. I mean, he took the league by surprise, turning out 1400 receiving yards his rookie year off 88 receptions. Nobody's seen that efficiency match. I was expecting regression because it was such an outlier rookie season. Last year, he just crushed my expectations. He's still getting better. He's still entering He's just entering year three. He's not going to be plateauing this early in his career. Um, he's going to set the new standard for elite wide receiver one seasons. And this is going to be the first year where he is the overall number one guy.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't know if I, I agree with you with everything you said besides finishing number one. I think it is still Cooper Cup. But by 10 points, if that... Um,
0: I think they're, they're definitely in their own tier. I mean, that's yeah, why they're, th- yeah, they're yeah, tier yeah. one guys. They're the only two guys that I honestly, like I, you know, we talk about, we'll talk about Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, maybe even CeeDee Lamb. Um, those are guys that have a small percentage chance of finishing as the number one over wide receiver. But I think about 90% of that probability yeah. distribution is dominated by those two mm-hmm. guys um they're the elites of the elites nothing's going to stop them from being top three wide receivers unless there's catastrophic events happening like health issues um you won't be disappointed with either i'm team jettis you might be team cup um i don't think you can go yeah i don't think you can go wrong either way and i would be inclined to reach for one of these two guys over those tier one running backs just because i feel like they're much safer than any running back. let's flip it around to the other first round caliber receivers. Yeah.
1: So the tier two receivers, um, these are the guys that make up that uh, 10% probability to finish as the wide receiver (laughs) one. Um, A couple of these guys probably have themselves set in stone as a top five wide receiver. Um, I could see one eking out of that maybe top seven, top eight, something like that. Mm -hmm. And you're still not disappointed with that. So let's start here with Jamar Chase, um, everybody's favorite rookie last year, 18 yards per reception. He was super efficient. He was a big play guy, electric games. um, He can even get tackled, spin around and then run for 50 yards and score a touchdown. That was an insane highlight. Yeah. Um, So he is not someone that I'm as high on as the other two guys that we have in this tier, Devonta Adams and Stefan Diggs, simply because of his partner in crime at the receiver position, T Higgins, but I'm not picking him. Oh, I'm not picking any of the tier three guys above him. So I would definitely include him in tier two. Um, Anything you'd like to say about Jamar Chase?
0: 2.38 fantasy points per target, the fourth highest in the league. His connection with Joe Burrow is obviously special. Um, I guess I agree with you. I'm not inclined to take Jamar Chase over Devante or Stefan Diggs, even though he's, The highest in ADP, Um, he's going before the other two on average. All can be the wide receiver one overall, but uh, I think Jamar Chase, he definitely has the upside to be that, but he also has the downside with the lack of volume that he's receives. He only had 128 targets last year, and I guess my question is, will he get more or can he maintain that insane efficiency? I think he can do both, and I can also see something giving between those two um, that two part question. So Jamar's our consensus top five wide receiver. I'd prefer Devonte Adams or Stefan Diggs. Devonte Adams is the first guy we'll go into. And the big thing with him is that he's experienced a quarterback change. He's going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. I don't think that's a bad thing. They had 24 touchdowns together in their last season. At Fresno State. Granted, that was a decade ago, but that's 20. Fresno State. 24, yeah, <laughs> right. But 24 touchdowns in 14 games. I mean, that's men amongst boys' level of production right there.
1: Um. Yeah. So when you look at Devontae Adams, I think that he is debatably the most talented receiver in the NFL. I think, without a doubt, the best route runner. Um, he was a touchdown animal in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that he, Derek Carr, is going to be able to provide and support for him. He's going to be able to put food on the table for Devonte Adams. Um, I'm not too worried about the other weapons in that offense. Renfro will be involved. He was, he saw a big role for him last year, and he will be involved. But it's Devonte Adams. He's going to be the first guy that you look at in the red zone. He's going to be the possession receiver as well. It's what he does. Um, is more of a change of pace guy. You may be frustrated when you see Darren Waller snag some red zone targets because he is such a large body in the red zone. Um, But I think that Devontae Adams still has this on lock in
0: Las Vegas. 29 touchdowns in his last 30 games. Top two receiver three of the last four years. Really can't go with Tay. Um, he's got, and he also has Josh McDaniels as his head coach. That'll definitely help ensure that he's a, a focal point. Having an offensive-oriented uh, former offensive coordinator as your head coach/slash play caller, um, they're going to find a way to get Tate the ball a lot. He he's the biggest weapon in this really revitalized offense in Las Vegas. You can't go wrong with him. You really can't. He's got a wide range of outcomes just because of his team change, I think. But he he definitely has the highest probability to turn out a historically great season like Cooper Cup did last year um, out of out of anybody outside that top two wide receiver tier. Um, my favorite guy out of this trio, though, is Stefan Diggs. And that's just because he's in... He has Josh Allen as quarterback. He They form the best duo... He's had 166 and 164 targets the last two years. He's a wide receiver one in the highest powered offense in the league. Look, he finished as a wide receiver seven last year, and we were all disappointed by him. Um, he had 24 less catches and 310 less yards, and his wide receiver three finish in 2020. He's dominating the red zone, though. That's one, one variable that's shifted in his favor between 2020 and 2021 was that he had 34 red zone targets last year. That shows to me that that trust between him and Josh Allen is there. Um, He's my favorite. He's the safest out of that trio for me. I'd take him above the other two. Would you? I would. I think I would as well.
1: Devontae Adams, new team. There's a little ambiguity there. Jamar Chase, second year player, uber efficient last year. If he doesn't can he do it maintain again? the efficiency, he's not going to be nearly what you want him to be, just based off. He can also crush it like Justin yeah.
0: Jefferson. But he could.
1: I, I don't, I, you know, that's something I thought about earlier. Like Justin Jefferson had an insane rookie year, but he was still drafted. I got him in the third round last year. <laughs> he
0: was he was like wide receiver 12-ish. Yeah. Going and up. then
1: Jamar Chase had a great rookie year, and now he's a first round receiver. I mm-hmm. I don't know. It's
0: a Joe Burrow. The I
1: Super Bowl, think. Super Bowl effect.
0: Yep. Uh, but Stefan Diggs, look, he he's been consistently one of the best wide receivers in the game for a while. And I just I think the connection between him and Josh Allen is the safest duo in fantasy football to count on maybe besides just Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes they might have a little more trust in their backbone but he's a veteran wide receiver wide receiver one in the highest powered offense you know Buffalo is going to be pushing the ball down the field you know they're going to be scoring a lot and Stefan Diggs is going to be a beneficiary of that yeah I so again
1: definitely to your guys um, you can't really go wrong with any of these picks I don't think Um, they're all, they're all first
0: round worthy picks. Don't
1: go in with a guy you want, you really want Jamar chase. And then just be shocked when someone right before you snags him and then you're pissing your pants, trying to figure out what to do. Have your tears ready.
0: If you want a wide receiver right there, you know, select Adams or Diggs. So those are five guys we talked about today. They're the consensus top five wide receivers. I don't think many people argue that, um, concatenate that with the seven running backs we talked about. In the previous podcast episode, those are the top two tiers of the running backs. You pretty much got your first round. I mean, Travis yeah. Kelsey might go in there above somebody else. Um, but those are the top 12 guys, I think, for, for most people between the running backs and wide receivers. And you, you can't go wrong. You're getting elite yeah. talent between them all. All
1: right. I think that'll do it for this podcast. Uh, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook and uh what's YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, uh, youtube at wagney fantasy um visit right. the
0: website too. subscribe to the newsletter at wagneyfantasy.com we'll catch you next time